0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, one and all. You are listening to What on Earth is Happening, right here on the Revolution Broadcasting Network. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website is whatonearthishappening.com. The network's website is revolutionbroadcasting.com. This show is live every Tuesday evening from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Today is Tuesday, September twenty-first, two 2010. And we have a great show lined up for you here this evening. I want to start out by apologizing that we are not going to have our originally scheduled guest, Neo, on the program this evening. Uh, Neo was set to come on the show this evening to discuss the healing methodologies for trauma-based mind control. Unfortunately, circumstances beyond my control made it impossible for Neo to appear on the show this evening, so I will be rescheduling with neo in the very near future to talk about the healing methodologies for trauma based mind control within the next few weeks it's difficult to say exactly when but he promises that he will be on in the next few weeks and um, everything is well with him it isn't uh, you know any uh kind of uh, a dangerous situation or anything like that uh, but uh, un- unfortunately he just could not could not be on the show this evening so we'll reschedule with neo to talk about healing methods for trauma-based mind control in the very near future in the meantime what we'll do tonight is continue with our analysis and with our expose of the financial system of the monetary system of the immoral fiat currency and fractional reserve banking monetary system that we have in this country and indeed throughout the world and this is information you won't hear on the mainstream media They they are loath to talk about any any of this because that's who their owners are folks and they don't dare to say anything against their owners and believe them believe me when i tell you that these financial sorcerers are the owners of the media both literatively and in a sense of total control over the mind of the people who work for them. But they own the companies as well that pump out the corporate mainstream media. And that's why you'll never get the truth on those networks. You'll never get the truth on those shows. Uh, They will stop short of telling you what's really going on. They will stop short of telling you how the financial fraud really operates. Last week on this show we went even deeper than this this is kind of a step back from what we were talking about last week on this show last week we talked about the occult side of money and that money itself is actually a complete illusion so if you go back to show number 25 we'll talk uh, you you can hear on that podcast which is archived on my website at whatonearthishappening.com just go to the podcast tab and you can hear on show number 25 the the, the discussion about how money is a, actually does not exist never has existed never will exist it does not exist in nature it is a pure mental construct that requires the belief that it actually carries any value even in an exchange capacity and it requires that belief of the people who use it to give it its power. And you can call that by any other name you want, but when you believe in something that does not actually exist in nature and you imbue it with power through your belief, that is called mind control. It doesn't matter what you like to call it or are comfortable calling it, that's what it is. And that's what we do on this show. We expose the methodologies of mind control. We talk about how our external experience, the manifested experience that we actually live in and undergo, how that is created. And ultimately that is created by our mind. It is all a mental construct. Therefore, if we believe in things that are completely erroneous, if we believe in things that are fake, if we believe in things that are made up, then we're going to experience discomfort we're going to experience suffering if instead we understand that which does actually exist in nature then what we are going to create for ourselves is going to be something that is flowing it is going to be in keeping and in harmony with natural law principles which are inherent to creation they are self existing so we talk a lot about natural law on this show And we talk a lot about mind control, which is essentially getting people to believe in things that are outside of the boundaries of natural law, which are completely fictitious, which are nonsensical, and which ultimately bring nothing but suffering. This show ultimately quests to help the listener to understand the factors that create Human suffering, self-imposed, self-inflicted human suffering. That is ultimately what this show is about. And ultimately that factor is based upon an individual's ability to determine truth from falsehood. That is the ultimate thing that we seek to attain, to develop that ability. Because it is largely lost in humanity. Not entirely, but being honest about it, that ability is largely lost in our species, sadly. So we try to shed light on these things on this show. That's what this show is all about. And again, all of these shows are podcasted back to the beginning, approximately 25 weeks ago. And you could download them, play them on your MP3 device, on your computer... Burn them to disk, share them. They're yours to do what you will. Uh, they're there up there to be shared freely. I don't charge for anything. There is nothing for sale on my website. I give information freely to humanity in the service of truth. So before we get started with the topic for tonight, which is a continuation of the financial the fraudulent financial system in this country and in the world. I'd like to read a few event announcements that are coming up Event for events that are coming up in the Philadelphia area, which is where I'm from. And I read these because I support the groups that I'm going to read the announcements uh, about, and I work with them. And I think that it is important to encourage activism because being an activist means that you're engaged in doing something about the negative situation in which we are currently embroiled okay. it's about it's not just about knowing what's going on that's only the first step ultimately that knowledge has to be converted into wisdom and wisdom is taking the proper action with the knowledge that you currently possess that's what wisdom is and wisdom is power knowledge is not power it isn't a means to power but ultimately true power is derived from wisdom. Wisdom is what you do with what you know. And ultimately, that's what this show hopes to inspire in people. So the first event announcement, I have three in total, is an event that I will actually be speaking at. The Tesla Science Foundation of Philadelphia and the Nikola Tesla Inventors Club present Tesla Nights 2010 Educational Fundraiser. This will be happening this Saturday, September 25th, 2010. The doors open at 7 o'clock p.m. The event is all ages and a $5 donation is requested at the door. This will be taking place at the Rotunda on the campus of the University of Pennsylvania. The Rotunda building is at 4014 Walnut Street one nine one zero four in Philadelphia. This will feature my presentation and lecture entitled Nikola Tesla, free energy and the future of humanity. There will also be a live Tesla coil demonstration and a musical act still to be announced. The topics that will be covered in my presentation, who was Nikola Tesla and why should you care? What were his greatest accomplishments? What did he attempt to do in the service of humanity and why were his most visionary innovations never implemented? How was his name erased from the place it truly deserves in world history? Are the world changing technologies that Tesla wished to bring forward actively being suppressed by institutionalized power structures? How different would the world we live in today be had Tesla been able to implement his plan for a new energy paradigm? and I would add a free energy paradigm because the control of energy is the control of human beings. Any way you want to look at it, controlled energy means an enslaved populace in one form or another. And Tesla wanted to give the harnessing of the wheelwork of nature's energy freely to the people of Earth as it should be because it is a birthright The energy of the earth belongs to all of us, not to any of us in particular or any groups of people. It is the world's. How can we make Tesla's dreams in the early 20th century come true in the early 21st? Well, that's what it's all about, and this is one of the groups taking action to that end. Please check out teslasciencefoundation.org and the Associated Nikola Tesla Inventors Club. You can check out their meetups on meetup.com. Their website there is ntesla.meetup.com slash 38. That's n-t-e-s-l-a dot meetup.com slash the number 38, 38. So that's the first event announcement. The second one, we just came off one of these uh, free documentary showings and discussion nights at the Ethical Society building hosted by Truth, Freedom, Prosperity last evening, uh, and it went great. There was a good turnout. We showed the documentary Ten Rules for Dealing with the Police, which I thought was good, but stopped quite short of uh, really getting to the understanding of any kind of natural law principles. I think it's uh, beginners a movie for beginners and those who are at the very beginning process of understanding their natural law rights as a sovereign being within creation but nonetheless it's a good stepping stone it's a good building block so we showed that one last night it went great thanks to all the people who attended and uh... thanks to all the organizers of truth freedom prosperity particularly mike salvi for hosting that event next month monday october eighteenth at seven o'clock p.m. sharp There'll be another free documentary night and discussion at the Ethical Society building. The Ethical Society is at 1906 South Rittenhouse Square, 19103 in Philadelphia. Next month, Truth, Freedom, Prosperity will be screening the documentary called For Liberty. For Liberty. Here's the description of this documentary. Advocating a philosophy of sound money, a non-interventionist foreign policy, strict constitutionalism, and individual liberty, Dr. Ron Paul inspired a unique grassroots movement unmatched in American history, the repercussions of which continue to reverberate today and into the future of the American psyche. For Liberty How the Ron Paul Revolution Watered the Withered Tree of Liberty follows this historic campaign from the perspective of grassroots activists and showcases the unique, often bizarre, yet groundbreaking projects they undertook as they brushed aside traditional campaign methodology. So that's what the uh, next documentary at the Ethical Society here in Philadelphia is going to be. It's going to be For Liberty, about Ron Paul's campaign, and he's probably about to announce that he'll be running again for president in 2012. Um, so come on out to the Ethical Society to hear about uh, that campaign that happened back in 08, and uh, in, participate in a discussion afterward. For more information on these free documentary and discussion evenings, go to www.truth freedomprosperity.org. That's truthfreedomprosperity.org. And finally, what I think is going to be one of the biggest and best conferences on the East Coast. Free Your Mind. A conference on consciousness, mind control, and the occult. A unique two-day conference. Set for April 9th and 10th, 2011 in Philadelphia, featuring multiple speakers and diverse educational materials for the purpose of raising public awareness of mass mind control techniques, covert and subversive influences upon consciousness and behavior, trauma-based mind control and ritualized abuse, and the practical mental and emotional healing methodologies available for those affected and afflicted by these devices, which is pretty much everyone. If you really step back and look at the big picture, mind control is everywhere. It's a matter, it's not a matter of who is under it. Sadly, it's a matter of who isn't under it. Because so many people are actually under mind control. And its methods and don't even know it. They're unaware. The mind controlled are unaware that they are mind controlled until you've really come out of the state of having your thoughts, your emotions, and your actions externally influenced to the point of really being controlled by another. You don't really understand what mind control is or how it operates or how it works. That's the, that's the whole paradox of it. You know, while you're in it, you don't really understand how it works and you don't really understand how it works until you've at least partially come out of it and have emerged from being in that controlled state of mind and your, your entire psyche really being under that form of external influence. So these are some of the topics we're going to discuss at this conference, Saturday, April 9th and Sunday, April 10th. They will be long days. There will be many speakers. The days will go from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m., both days. So that's a 10-hour day. The doors will open at 9, and the the price of admission is only $20 a day. And we do that simply to cover travel expense costs that needs to be paid to the speakers. This this conference will be taking place at Rupa Hall, Ruba Hall is at 414 Green Street in Philadelphia, 19123. And the list of speakers we have is already impressive, and we will be adding more names shortly. We are in negotiations with at least five other speakers. So confirmed speakers to date, Aaron McCollum, Alfred Weber, Andrew Basiago, Farah Yurdozu, Jay Parker, Larkin Rose, Laura Magdalene Eisenhower, myself, Mark Passio, Michael Kelly, and Suzanne Taylor. And again, we are in negotiation with at least five more people. So when it's all said and done, we will probably have about 15 or 16 speakers. And uh, this is going to be one of the biggest conferences. We're looking to sell this place out. Tickets will be going on sale on the 5th of November. We'll be doing a fundraiser. You'll be hearing more about this on this show. We'll be doing a fundraiser right in the Northern Liberty section of Philadelphia on November 5th. Um, symbolically, that date chosen, you know, in conjunction with the, the gunpowder plot, of course, uh, Guy folk, Folks. And uh, if you look at the movie V, you'll understand the symbolism behind that event. Uh, a great movie about freedom, a great movie about mobilizing people for a common cause in rooted in truth in principles in natural law Uh, I highly encourage people to check out the movie V it's what's really taking place in the world right now because it is an allegory it is a fictional allegory a fictional movie that tells a tale about events that are actually occurring in real life and it attempts to convey a moral lesson by telling a fictional story. But in fact, in essence, that story is about events that are actually playing out in the real world. That's what an allegory is. That's what an allegory does. So, you know, we're we're piggybacking on top of that symbolism. We're piggybacking on top of that symbolic date of November 5th for the first Free Your Mind fundraiser. All proceeds uh, generated by this fundraiser coming up. Again, I'll be announcing the, uh, the location. Um, all proceeds will go to assist in putting this conference together and generating the money necessary to bring these speakers in from out of town. So those are the event announcements I have for this evening. And I'd like to give the call-in number for this show... I love taking calls. Feel free to call in at any time. But please be patient. I'm the only person here in the makeshift studio here out of my home. And understand that I do glance over at the switchboard on the computer screen from time to time. So uh, sometimes I'm in the middle of a concept or an idea when people call in. Please be patient. Hold on the line. When you call in, I will get to your call. The call-in number for what on earth is happening is 724-444-7444. Once again, the call in number 724 7444 The call ID number that you will have to punch in after you call the call in number is 83515. That's how you get routed through to what on earth is happening after you call in the call in number. So, the call ID for what on earth is happening is 83515. So, let's pick up basically where we left off last week. We were looking at the occult side of money, the symbolic side of money. What these ideas, what these symbols say. ...to our subconscious mind. And that's ultimately what the occult is. Occultism in, a, in its negative form... ...again, remember, there are two sides to the occult. The word occult, as we have said many times before on the show... ...and I'll continue to reiterate... ...it means hidden. That is all the word means. Most people hear the word occult... ...and they immediately think evil or negative, and this is not true. The word is derived from Latin. It comes from the verb occultare, which you can confirm in any Latin dictionary. Occultare, O-C-C-U-L-T-A-R-E, means to hide or to conceal. To veil from sight. That is all the word occultare means, hidden from sight is what occult means. Therefore, it is hidden knowledge. Hidden knowledge can be used to benefit people or to control those who do not understand it. You can bring forth that which is hidden and enrich people by helping them to understand their own subconscious motivations, their own desires, their own shadowed self. The things that are hidden and nested down deep within the personality, the shadow side of the personality, that which is occulted even to ourselves because we are uncomfortable with looking in those places of the psyche. If we do pursue that hidden knowledge and go forth into those dark realms to transmute that shadow side, these occult forces can be used for our benefit and that is called light occultism using these hidden forces to get down to the base understanding of who and what we are, how we work knowing thyself that is what it is ultimately all about the less we know of self, the more we are going to continue to suffer and go down a tragic path that will only lead to more intense suffering, the more we know ourselves, the more out of suffering, we can emerge because we will come into harmony with truth and natural law principles. And ultimately, that will come from self-knowledge. Now, the dark side of the occult is when people understand how powerful this information can be because of what contains and what it is capable of manifesting once it is known if they are still in deep calcified states of ego identification they can decide to hide this information from all other people and wield it as a weapon against people who do not have this knowledge and sadly that has is what has occurred all across this planet that's what's really taking place here folks if you haven't gotten that yet listen very carefully to what I just said. That's what's happening on this planet. Occult knowledge, hidden knowledge, that is ultimately knowledge of self and how the human psyche works has been sequestered from the general populace for thousands of years and used against people as a weapon to psychologically manipulate and ultimately control them. And, and I could care less whether that is something you are uncomfortable in believing. I could care less. Believe it or don't believe it, the truth is being spoken here. That is what's taking place on our world, the end. It doesn't make a difference whether you're comfortable in believing it. You could be as uncomfortable in believing in gravity as you want. It's the truth. It's a natural law. It operates. So that's what's happening. I know this from first-hand experience, not by reading about it in books. I worked with occultists for 10 years of my life. So to tell me that isn't happening is telling me 10 years of my life were a delusion and I don't know what I'm talking about. It's like going up to a soldier that fought in a war and saying, you were never in that place, you were never in that war, and do that and see what happens to you. See what kind of a reaction you'll get. Go into a bar where some uh, veterans drink, okay, and go and tell some of them they weren't in the wars they fought in. Try it. See what happens. Go tell them they didn't see their buddies' brains splattered out the backs of their heads. Go tell them they didn't see th- their buddies and trails laying laying in a pool of mud someplace in in a far away country and see what th- what their reaction is see see if they want to be kind to you and can you know uh Except that you're telling them that something that they actually participated in was a fantasy. There are people who know what's going on in the world, folks, and they're trying desperately, some of them, some of them, are desperately trying to explain this to people. And you can tell who they are. Very quickly, you can tell whether someone knows by what they say. If you're one who also understands what's really going on. So, This is an occult principle. Money is an occult principle, which is what we were talking about last week. Money is an occult principle. It is something that is used to convey ideas. It is something that is used to convey value, energy. And these are things, you know, most of them are abstract. Value is something that is abstract. It's in the eye of the beholder. Money itself is something that tries to convey an idea to the user of it through the things that comprise its makeup. And what I mean by that is what we talked about last week. We talked about the symbols that are put on money. We talked about the name money itself. We talked about the coloration of money and what that, what kind of impact that has on the psyche. That money in the United States is green green we talk about in the occult sense as being the color the the frequency that reverberates the concept it resonates the concept of balance because it is a frequency of light and the, the light frequency that is right in the dead center the very middle of the visible spectrum of light to the human eye is green so this is the color that is chosen to be used for money, because it represents balance. It represents green energy, which is something we don't have. Green energy is represented in the occult system that we call the chakra system, the the whirling vortices of energy that are life connection, life energy connection points within the body, within the physical body. And there are seven of them. The base chakra, the sacrum chakra, the solar plexus chakra. These are all points on the body associated with glandular activity. And there are, these are energy vortices. Upwellings of energy occur in these places in the body. And these can, this can actually be confirmed through modern science. The heart chakra, the heart generates the biggest magnetic field, bigger than the brain, out of any organ in the body. The throat chakra, where the thyroid gland is located. You have the third eye chakra, the pineal gland located there between the the, the two eyes above the brow. And of course the crown chakra. The upwelling of energy that takes place at the very top of the head, the the highest part of the neocortex, the most memory-containing and advanced structure known to humanity, the gift that is the human brain. And this is the part of the brain that we have to unify and bring together in balance because it is bilaterally symmetrical as we have talked about on previous shows when we looked into the structure of the human brain in earlier shows. The neocortex is split into two hemispheres, the left and the right hemisphere. The left being the male side of the brain responsible for the functions of logic Science, mathematics, these types of linear modes of thinking and physical thinking. The right side of the brain being the the part of the brain that controls the functions of creativity, intuition, nurturing, care, etc. Art, music. These things all together, left and right brain functions, make us truly human. It's what sets us apart from the rest of the animal kingdom. These are basically modes of thought that are specific to human beings. And if they go out of balance, we see behavior go out of balance. If someone is imbalanced to the left brain, they become dominator types. If someone is imbalanced to the right brain, they become dominator. Slave types, order followers. And we see these two forms of brain imbalances manifested in many groups of people who have both of these types of brain imbalance. The military is a perfect example. Dominators to those who they have been conditioned to think are below them. And slaves to those who are above them in their little hierarchy that they so firmly believe in. So they become order followers. Same thing in the police institutions. Imbalanced brains. Imbalanced brains. And get as offended about it as you want, whoever's listening who happens to be from one of these institutions. Get as offended about it as you want, folks. I'm not here to make friends. I'm not not here to pull any punches or to sugarcoat things. I speak hard, unwavering truth because I know how this works. I've studied it in depth, and you can understand it too. There's nothing inherently about you about me that makes me any more special than anybody else, anybody that wants to study a little bit of neuroscience, a little bit of psychology to understand how all of this fits together and how it all works and how we're all being played for suckers, okay? You can study it. You can learn it yourself. It's all discoverable. It's all out there in the open, hidden in plain sight. They're just counting on that you're too lazy to bother doing that. And the sad fact of the matter is most people are. You know, I'm I'm not going to also tell you that humanity is a bunch of angels on this show because that's not the case. Most people are ignorant, lazy cowards. But i said the word most. I didn't say that's what people's nature are. That happens to be their condition right now. That doesn't have to be like that. And I will reiterate this over and over again. That is a choice. That is a choice. You are not confined to be like that. I was once like that. If I wasn't in that condition earlier in my life, I would have never joined the occult institutions that I did. I would have never sought power over my other human beings through hidden knowledge. I had to be in a a deep state of brain imbalance, formerly in my life, to, to, to do these things. Yet I came out of it because I had the will to and because I wasn't so egoic, I wasn't so in a calcified ego prison to think that I had all the answers in the world. And I'm still not. There are still people that can teach me things. But however, when people speak ignorance in my presence, I don't let it go unchallenged if it's something I know they are completely wrong about. And so people a lot of people get offended that I tell them they're simply incorrect about something that they think and they're holding on to because there is such a thing as being able to come to the truth about certain concepts and ideas. The truth is knowable. Again, if you're, you're somebody that doesn't think that the truth exists, shut the show off right now. Turn it off. This show is useless to you. Useless. If you think there's no such thing as truth, turn this show off. And don't bother, because there's no helping you as long as you're in that condition, because that's mind control. The ultimate thing that a mind control master wants to get their puppets to believe is that there's no such thing as truth. And it's all objective. It's all subjective. I'm sorry. There's no objective truth. It's all subjective opinions. And this is the most utter piece of nonsense ideology that has ever been... Bought or sold by anyone on the earth, and that that ideology is called solipsism. Solipsism. S O L I P S I S M. Look it up. We talked about this extensively on former shows. So, if you don't believe in truth, you go, you descend into barbarity because eventually you get to things like moral relativism. Because if there's no truth, there's no right or wrong. Then you get into social Darwinism, because if there's no right or wrong, people can just basically make up truth from falsehood. And the people who get other people to believe nonsense are basically better than everybody else because they've risen to the top of this social ladder, this social Darwinistic ladder that proves that they're more of evolutionarily developed. And this is what the monetary sorcerers believe. They think... They're smart enough to invent a system that you're dumb enough to believe in. Therefore, that means they're evolutionarily better than you, and they have every right to do whatever they want to do to you. And I'm telling you that's what they think. I'm not asking you to believe it. I worked with some of these people, and they were very candid about what they think of the human population. Very open about it. Very honest about it. They think... Since they are the inventors of fantasy, and they have gotten you to accept fantasy as reality, that means they are, in a scale of evolution, far more advanced than you are, and therefore they have every right to do whatever they want to you. They can enslave you, they can kill you if they want Because essentially, you have not used your will, you have not used your care, you have not used your intelligence to determine fantasy from reality. And therefore, they look at you as a stake on their table that they can devour any time they so choose. And ladies and gentlemen, for 10 years of my life, I battled that idea in my own mind. I talked about this last night with some of the people in Truth, Freedom, Prosperity. And I hated the fact that that's how they thought. And I no longer hate them for that. I've transcended my hatred for the dark occultists. They do not have my hatred anymore, folks. And hear that in my voice. I do not hate them. I do not hate them. In a strange way, they're correct. If people do not exercise their own will to determine what is real and what is not real, have they not really given up all of their rights under natural law? Have they not really abdicated all of their personal responsibility to someone else and basically subjugated themselves through their own consent? I would argue that they have done that. Whether they think they have done that or not, whether they know it or not, if they're not conscious enough to understand that there are predators out there preying upon them and their families by what they have gotten them to believe in themselves, through their own thoughts, they have gotten them to accept being preyed upon. And that's what the monetary system is. It's a system of predation. It's a system of predators that have invented something that does not exist in nature and used it to prey upon other people. And other people have allowed that through their own choice and consent. And therefore, I do not blame the predators. I blame the prey. Because they have willfully accepted something that is not existing in nature as reality, and in doing so, they have granted to the predators the right to own them. Now, call that harsh. You can call that harsh, but that's exactly how how it is. That's exactly as it is, folks. Call that as harsh as you want. Okay, I'm not an apologist for dumb People, I'm not an apologist for dumb people. I'm here to tell you the hardcore truth because the world is in a situation where it can't wait anymore to, to be baby spoon-fed the truth in little dribs and drabs. Grow up. Grow up. Grow up. Understand yourself and know what the truth is. And the, the this is the words that are in the Bible attributed to Jesus. Know the truth. He didn't say believe in something. He didn't say he didn't say worship me. He said know the truth. Period. And the truth will set you free. That's it. Now live according to those words and you'll get somewhere instead of going around in the hamster wheel that you're currently going around in. Know the truth. Don't think you know it, know it. Eliminate doubt because you've done the homework with no shortcuts, because you've done the study. If people saw the amount of knowledge in this house, some of them would pass out. If, if you really t- understood the amount of information that I have amassed over the years, most people couldn't conceive of it. I, I, I've said before on the show, I look at it and I can barely conceive of it so let's go back to the monetary system the, and i'll just briefly reiterate some things the word money moan i now that isn't how we pronounce it we say money look at what's in the word money itself the word contains the meaning of the word how the the occult is trying to sell it to you and this is an occult methodology war over it in your own mind as much as you want that this isn't what occultism is this is what occultism is and this is how it works and if you are so naive that you want to think it can't be this simple go on believing what you want to believe because ultimately really what it means is your your ego is so calcified that you can't admit that you were duped that easily That's what it really is about in most people's minds. Most people would rather be dead than wrong. Most people would rather be dead than wrong. And most people would rather continue in their path heading toward an abyss, a furnace, rather than ever admit that they were duped by someone else. Well, not me. See, I'd rather prosper. I'd rather know the truth about how I was duped. And then I'd rather admit, you know what? I got played. I got completely played. I was clowned. Somebody clowned me. Okay? They pulled one over on me. Okay? They pulled a fast one and I fell for it. I'd rather admit that to myself rather than continue to hold on to a belief that is completely erroneous, that I bought in the past, and because I'm too stubborn, thick-headed, and egoic, to actually say the words I was wrong. I've said the words I was wrong tens of thousands of times in my life and I'll say them tens of thousands more times. I don't have all the answer, I'm not your leader, I'm not your guru, I don't wanna be, okay? I'm explaining the truth as I have uncovered and discovered it. You can do the same. I don't know all the answers, but I have a good bit of knowledge and I'm not afraid to tell people that it is knowledge. There are things that can be known. And people who do understand truths about certain things should not be afraid to say, yes, these are truths. Truth does exist. It can be known. I know it. You can know it too. And then to put that information into the world freely and as widely as possible. And that's what the great work is folks. That's what the true great work is. Regardless of who will tell you differently, that's what the great work is. The great, the true great work of the ages. Not the false one that is trying to be completed by these psychopathic occultists in the world. The money masters, the people who invented money. Yeah. Yeah. They're dark occultists. Yes. And yes, they are dark occultists. Get over it if you think that that isn't something that exists and that you think that that's who ultimately invented and runs the banking system are. You're a naive, ignorant person if you don't think that the ultimate people who own the banking institutions of the world are dark occultists. I'm saying that as total fact, total fact of the matter. Because I know that that's the case. I don't think or believe that's the case. I happen to have that knowledge. And they invented this concept and they got people to believe in it and they call it money. And money, we looked at all the ways that this word conveys ideas. M-O-N. It's the prefix that means one. So they're trying to sell you that it's the notion of oneness. And then the second part of the word is E-Y, which if pronounced just phonetically in that way, not in conjunction with M-O-N in front of it, is I. So if we segment these, it means the word money symbolically, in the symbolic meaning of the word, is the one I. And for those who don't understand what I mean by that, again, understand the occult system known as the energy vortices or the chakras and how these chakras work. Understand what the third eye chakra is or the one eye chakra. This is traditionally called the third eye in eastern mystical traditions and it represents the chemical wedding the alchemical wedding. It represents the balancing of the left and right brain hemispheres into unison with each other such that the person engages both brain hemispheres equally and therefore they have a balanced neocortex, meaning that the neocortex operates as the executive command center of the brain f- brain functions holistically as it should, there is an imbalance to either brain hemisphere, either the left or the right, or to both brain hemispheres, which is essentially the destruction of the neocortex. When you are imbalanced to both brain hemispheres, when you are both a controller and a slave simultaneously, you think you have the natural law right to control other people, when you have no such right, if they have done no harm, and you also are subordinate to other people that you think are superior to yourself. You have a destroyed brain, folks. That's the truth. Again, you can rage against this all you want. Pound on your desk, pound on the walls. It's irrelevant. That's the case. And you can verify that By studying neuroscience, you can verify that by studying how energies move through the body. You can study that by looking at brain scans of people who are imbalanced to one brain hemisphere or the other or both. This is the pathway to the destruction of the neocortex, which is the reason center of the human brain complex. And the people who engage in this kind of brain imbalance, being a bully, being a controller, being a total control freak, and then also subordinating themselves to other control freaks that they think are superior to themselves. And this is essentially any hierarchically structured institution in the world. Okay? I was watching videos today of soldiers saying, I don't think, I just follow orders. Openly admitting that. Openly saying... I don't care if orders that come down are unconstitutional or not. I'm going to follow them because my job is simply to follow and to do no thinking, simply to follow orders. I They say repeatedly, I follow orders as they come down from the chain of command. And that's it. I don't question them. I follow orders. And they're comfortable with that. They think that they're moral human beings. They think that they're not brain damaged. These are brain damaged people. Physically, this could be verified with a brain scan. You could verify that, scientifically. So don't take my word for it. Take one of these people, go get a a high-contrast PET scan, and you will see a devastated neocortex. Devastated. It will look like craters on the moon, folks. It will look like rotted Swiss cheese. Okay? And people can laugh about this. And, it, it, you know, it, to a certain extent, it does seem funny because of how surreal it is that there are people that are this destroyed, that they have golemized people to this level. And I know my words are harsh. And I'm I'm basically dropping tact on this show, folks, because there's no more time for tact. There's no more time for it. The ba- the Put the baby spoons away, folks. Stop trying to feed people Gerber's baby food in small dribs and drabs. It's over. That's over. Grow up, read, learn, and understand truth. Understand natural law. And stop being apologists for evil people. Because this is how evil works. Evil needs to destroy the greatest gift that the creator has ever given to us. And that's the human heart and brain. It needs to destroy your care and it needs to destroy your ability to think. And once that's happened, evil rules inside the psyche. And it gets you to believe in nonsense like money. But yet, other people exist in the world and this is sadly... One person who is out of the mind control is still not out of the physical control because other morons who actually accept this illusion believe in it. So we're bound by the free will decisions of other people and all you can do is attempt to get people out of that mind control. That's the great work. And that's all I do. I do nothing else. Anytime I'm talking to someone at any time in my life... This is what I do. And I think that's what we need. We don't need balance in the sense of do a whole bunch of different kinds of actions. I think we need extreme imbalance of action through extreme balance of mind because we need more balanced people constantly doing this work 24 seven every day, all day. And we don't have those kind of numbers. Sadly, but you know what people who are doing the works of evil are doing them all day, every day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week without rest or respite. Evil never sleeps, folks, never, never. But we're sleeping. We're asleep at the switch there, there are still people that don't think mind control exists and is operating in the world. That's how asleep they are. They don't want to admit it to themselves that this is the mess that we're really in. Because it's colossal. It's monumental. It's almost inconceivable to understand how strong the, the, the effect of mind control is on the human psyche. It's everywhere. And it's entrenched. It is Entrenched. Entrenched. And the thing that keeps it entrenched is the human ego. Identification with the ego and identification with the physical, worldly body. So let's get into how the monetary system fits in with this. Let's go back to the name, One Eye. They're trying to convince you that money is the one eye. That money is the balance of the brain hemispheres. And that by having it, you will have balance of your brain and your mind and your psyche and ultimately your spirit. They're coloring it green because green is the color of balance. They're calling it the one eye because the one eye is the the spiritual concept, the symbol of the balanced brain. Green is also the color of the Anahata Chakra, which is the heart chakra because it's the middle of the body. The balance point, it's the fourth of the seven chakras. There's three above and there's three below. Green is the fulcrum. The green heart Anahata Chakra is the fulcrum It is the true seat of life in the body. In the ancient mystery traditions of the land of Chem, which we call Egypt now, they did not believe that the life force dwelt in, in the brain, that the consciousness dwelt in the brain. They knew that it dwelt in the heart. And that's something we've forgotten. And ladies and gentlemen, that's why the number one cause of death in the world is heart disease. And this is not just physical. This is because we are a spiritually diseased people. The heart energy is the first thing that that winds down because we give up caring about making a difference in the world. We give up caring about living a moral existence. And therefore, that energy in the heart chakra winds down and then the heart becomes diseased. And that's why heart disease is the number one killer in the world. And it will continue to be like that as long as the imbalance exists within us. Because the the physical manifests through the spiritual imbalance. The physical imbalances that we experience manifest through the spiritual imbalances. We heal the spiritual imbalance and the physical imbalances will disappear. But modern medicine will never tell you that because they want to sell you drugs and surgery, folks. They're two biggest products so that they can continue to ride around in their fancy BMWs and and make the salaries that they do. You think doctors care about you? They're automatons, automatons, okay? Doing actions by rote, not treating you like a person. They say it right in their own words. All we do is exercise protocol, like a computer. A computer runs protocols, and that's what that's what the modern health system is about never treating the being holistically never understanding that spiritual imbalances and mental imbalances are tied with physical imbalances i would say not none i'm not no blanket statement here there are some some very few doctors that do understand this but in general as a as an institution as a place where crazy people are put into an institution okay they don't basically get this so a lot of nurses do get this and are trying to holistically work with people definitely but as a whole the medical community and institution does not get this back to money we looked at the symbol of the dollar bill last week the s with a line through it the the wave function representing energy a wave is energy The wave-particle duality. The the S-shaped dollar-bill sign is essentially a sine wave function. And that represents light. Light energy moves in waves. It also represents DNA, which is a vibratory energy. That's how our DNA is shaped. It's telling you this is life force. This is the, the, the force of life that is the heart energy. Why does the earth create so much green? Because that's it's giving of its life force energy. I, I'm, re, I'm recapping more than I wanted to, but this is important to understand, folks. It's conveying these ideas to you through the symbols. Just look at the dollar bill sign. It's the word is. I-S. Being. They're trying to communicate that this... Means being itself. Giving this up would mean giving up existence. Being. That's the, that's the idea that they're rooting into the subconscious through this archetype. The S with a line through it is an archetype. When we look at that, we see a, a light wave. Even though we can't see light waves, we know subconsciously how they operate because they're a part of us. That's what we're made of. Our DNA is what we're made of. We know that this is how our DNA is structured in a serpentine curve. The word is what we use to communicate being. This is the world is. That's what they're putting the, as the symbol of money, the word is. And it is, this is, this is how simply the occult works, folks. This is, it doesn't take a brain surgeon, a rocket, science, a rocket engineer to figure these things out. It just takes people willing to lay down their ego and look at things simplistically and honestly. The truth is always simple. You want to make it more complicated than it is. People want to make things more complicated than they are for some reason. Not me. I look at things at face value and say, this is what they are. It's very easy to understand these. These are basic building blocks. There's nothing complex about understanding occultism. It's just a lot of information that, are be- that is based upon very simple building blocks. One of them is the concept of the archetype. Okay? The archetype. Look this up. A-R-C-H-E-T-Y-P-E. Archetype. It means a basic rudimentary symbol that conveys a deep meaning, whether that meaning is even known or not in the, in the conscious level. At the conscious level, th- this meaning is carried by the shape itself. A circle is an archetype. An equilateral triangle, an archetype. A serpent curve, an archetype. A dot, a point a lightning bolt uh, uh, uh you know a staggered line a spiral these are archetypal symbols they convey meaning d- d- divorced of any cultural context they're universal symbols they use these on money they put the one eye in the symbol of the pyramid and all seeing eye, which we won't go into tonight. We'll get into that when we start talking about some occult symbolism. This is just a very brief primer to the the symbols on money and the words, what the words mean. Now let's start looking at the, the, the physical side of this, how this works in the physical world. Well, again, Bankers invented this concept of fiat currency and indeed the occultists who ultimately invented the banking systems, they're the ones who came up with this, they said this is what money shall be we'll use this as money and it could be anything, it doesn't matter you could use coins, you could use paper you can use uh, they used uh, broken sticks in some places in England hundreds of years ago as fiat currency. Just said, this is currency. We're going to split this stick like this and match up how it breaks, and that's how we'll know it's not counterfeit, and that, that was money. They were called tally sticks. Look it up, tally sticks. That's why they, they used the term tally, you know, tally this up, meaning find out what the total is, find out what people owe, or etc. Tally sticks. I mean, this is called fiat currency. And this is the word tied to creation because it comes from the Latin verb to be. Again, fiat means let it be because I said so. May it be, let it be, let it exist. This is the powers of a God. God is a creator through speech, through saying let it be. Well, are we individual God as an individual? Are we a God that can say, let it be, and therefore it is? I would say absolutely not. I can't say, let this thing exist in nature, and then it exists. Nature is here for us to discover its principles and live in harmony with them. It doesn't belong to us. It is, it is providing things for our life and our life force energy, but we are a part of it. We can't say let something be and it, co- it suddenly comes into existence. We can fashion different things from different elements of nature that already exist and therefore make something new that didn't exist in that form before. But can we bring something into existence that didn't exist before? No. Well, that's what the power that is assumed by money makers is. The power of a God. That I can just say something exists, snap my fingers, and it exists. Fiat currency. The word fiat is the very first word attributed to God the creator itself. That this all powerful beings spoke to create the universe. The phrase attributed to the creation of the universe by God in the Bible is fiat lux. That's Latin, because Bibles were traditionally written in Latin when they were first printed. Fiat lux means let there be light. Fiat means let there be. Looks means light. Let there be light. So they're naming their creation, their money, which now is paper and coin, after the first word spoken by God, folks, because these people think they're God. And you can argue all you want that that is not their mindset. You're wrong. You're wrong. I'll tell you openly you're wrong to your face. The people who invented this system think that they are God. They are psychopaths that believe that they are God here. And that's the basic problem with the world. There are people who think that they are God, and there are other morons that accept their claim of being God. I'll say that again to hammer it into people's heads. There are psychopaths on the earth they think they're God. And then there are morons on the earth who accept their claim as true. That, that's the problem of the human condition in a nutshell, folks. Cause let's start using real plain, easy to understand language and let's start dropping the facade of even having, having any tact about it. I'm done with sugarcoating anything. I don't think I did much sugarcoating to begin with, but I'm dropping the gloves. The gloves are coming off now. And this is going to be like this in the future on this show. The gloves are off. No more apologies for humanity. Okay? This show is not called I Love Human Beings. This show is not called I Want to Make Friends. This show is called What on Earth Is Happening. And that's all this is about, and I've said before, I don't serve human beings. I serve truth herself, the end. I don't serve the ignorant, apathetic, lazy animals that exist on this planet by their own choice. I serve truth herself, and it is a her. Okay? It is the sacred feminine force inherent in creation. That is who I'm a servant of. I do not serve human beings because I'm not their slave. And I'm not a slave to the truth either. I assist truth in helping that force to reach the eyes and ears of the barbarian hordes that comprise this world. Get as offended about it as you like. I, I apologize for not nothing for what I have said. That's the case. That's not human nature. That is the condition that humanity is existing in now by their own apathy, laziness, and cowardice. And make as many excuses for people as you want. Anybody want to call in and defend the human race and think that they're so wonderful for the condition they've allowed to come into being through their own laziness? Go right ahead. You're entitled to your opinion. The money masters throughout the world are occultists. They put occult symbols all over their money in every country. But they've really hammered this talismanic magic into the money on American fiat paper currency. And it's everywhere. Open your eyes, do some research, do some reading, and you'll understand what this symbolism really means. Know the archetypes that it uses, the rudimentary symbols. Because, see, they're not just using rudimentary symbols. They're using talismans. Because to get to a talisman, you have to find a rudimentary symbol or an archetype. Okay? That's the building block. Then you make a symbol from archetypes. Then from a symbol, you make a sigil. So they say a picture's worth a thousand words, okay? So you could express hundreds of ideas through a symbol. But then when you combine symbols, you're making something that you can combine thousands of ideas. And that's called a sigil, S-I-G-I-L. So we'll continue as we break break down the monetary system to look at the occult side of things as well because it's important to understand how the occult works. Multiple symbols are teamed to and combined to come up with what's called sigils. The all-seeing eye and pyramid is a sigil. The eagle with the shield and the Branch with the arrows on the other side of the back of the dollar bill. That is a sigil. The U.S. Treasury seal is a sigil, multiple symbols combined. Now, when you combine multiple sigils, think about how many words you're conveying symbolically, think about how many concepts and ideas you're embedding. Into the subconscious. Now, when you do that, you're creating a talisman. And a talisman must be carried because it is about flow. It is about propagation of flow or propagation of energy, which is a flow, a continuum. And this is what the power of a god is said to be able to create something that didn't exist inherently in nature. Not pre-existing. Bring something into manifestation by speaking it into manifestation. God spoke the universe into existence. He said, let there be light. And so it was. Fiat looks. Well, the occultists that invented money are saying, fiat, this is money. Let it be. And they're using money as a talisman because they're creating a continuum of energy. And that's ultimately what money is. And the only thing that imbues it with its power is belief. Belief. We talked about last week the concept of the God of the dark occult, which is Baal. Bell, Bill. The, the vowel is irrelevant. The bull god, which Satan is attributed to being a bull. A beast shaped like a bull with horns and a tail and hooves. Moloch of the Canaanites and the Phoenicians. A bull god, Baal, a Canaanite god, the Phoenician god Bel Bill. Bull gods, Baal, the sun. They call themselves the Illuminated Ones because they are under their god, a sun god. But it's the dark sun. It's not the true sun. It is not the true light of the creator, the true creator of the universe. It is their twisted, sick interpretation of god. And it ultimately represents their own ego. Because that is ultimately what their god is. Themselves, and this is what Satanism is. This is what Luciferianism is, folks. You, you think Satanism is the worship of these demonic entities and like medieval Christian ideas of Satanism? It is not. You're wrong if that's what you think. If you want to know what Satanism is, I highly recommend you get locate a copy of the Satanic Bible by Anton Sandor LeVay and read it thoroughly, and you'll understand what Satanism really is. And that's that's a That is a, uh, in comparison to what's really out there, that's um, me telling you to read a Girl Scout manual. Okay? That's like me telling you to read a Girl Scout manual. And as dark and twisted and psychopathic as the, the ideologies in that book are, it's a Girl Scout manual. The real psychopaths, asked LeVay to put this out to the public so that they could identify other psychopaths that would help them in their agenda. LeVay did not even come up with the idea to write this book himself. This is a sanitized version of their true ideology that that you will learn about when you are groomed to be taken higher up into the occult. And people know about this through it being exposed and told by brave people they want they are eugenicists they want to ultimately exterminate 95% of the human population this is true they are eugenicists and ultimately the eugenicists in the world are operating through the financial system they are the money masters they are the people who actually set The value and interest rates of money. And this is what fractional reserve banking is. It's usury. Next week on the show I'm going to have James Yeager who made the brilliant documentary Fiat Empire. The empire that is built upon this concept of just being allowed to say let there be money and it exists granting to themselves the power of a god. Let there be light. Associating money with enlightenment, the all-seeing eye, the balance of the brain hemispheres, and the awakening of the pineal gland. James Yeager, documentary filmmaker, researcher, videographer. He will be on next week. We will talk about the Federal Reserve System, the current money masters of the United States. The Fed came into being in 1913 after a meeting on Jekyll Island by the financial elite in 1910 off the coast of Georgia. I had several things lined up that I wanted to read. I saw we had a caller. I guess he got impatient. Uh... It, he wasn't on there for that long. Caller that was holding on, I was just getting ready to go to you, and it looks like you hung up. If you want to call back in, I'll take your call. So um I'll give the call-in number again. The call-in number for the show is 724-444-7444. Once again, the call-in number is 724-444-7444, and the call ID number is 83515. The call ID, eight 8- three five one five. Meyer Amschel Bauer is one of the first recognized international bankers of the modern age. He changed his name to Rothschild. He came from a German occult family, the Bowers. From Bavaria. Bauer made a statement saying, Permit me to issue and control the money of a nation, and I care not who makes its laws. Just think about the hubris contained in that statement. I don't care who the lawmakers are, because if I can create money, I'm God. I can make people do whatever I want. They're on my strings. They're my puppets. They're my slaves. And you know what? He's right. He's right. This person isn't stupid. He may be a psychopath. He may be of a complete reptilian consciousness, way down in the base brain of, I need to survive and hoard and get as much as I want and have have as much tactical advantage over my fellow man as possible in the physical sense because he has no connection to spirituality whatsoever. And he's, a, he's basically, he's a golem himself of the force of fear. Okay? He's a puppet. You think they, they, this is really a master? This person's a puppet on the strings of fear. Fear owns him. Something that's discarnate. That's not in the physical world. N- another person doesn't because he's the person who's inventing and making, making money. He's, he's saying, let this amount of money exist, issuing the, 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 uh, currency and the credit of a nation. Permit me to issue and control the money of a nation. I care not who makes its laws. Head of the Rothschild banking dynasty. But is he wrong? No. Why? Because people believe in the nonsense he's selling them. That money exists to begin with. And this is how fractional reserve banking works. It's, it's a central bank is chartered by a government. They lend money to that government at interest, which is called Usury at high interest. The amount of money they put into circulation is controlled by them, and it also has debt attached to it, and they can also create a certain percentage on top of that which they are allowed to lend out at high levels of interest, more usury. So the usury perpetuates more usury. This is called fractional reserve banking, and I'm sure James could explain it better than I can. I know the very fundamentals of it, but the, 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 the machinations of how it itself works is unimportant. It's fraudulent, immoral, fantasy behavior that doesn't exist in nature. It requires the belief in a, moron, a, a moron's belief in this system in order for it to actually work and hold sway over the minds of people. and These morons throughout history have been killing each other, destroying each other's homes and properties, breaking all kinds of natural law principles, incurring enormity of suffering upon each other just because they believe in something that isn't real that another puppet made up. Another slave made up the concept, another golem made up the concept, and the billions of other slaves, golems, and morons in the world believe in that concept. And they're all enslaving each other perpetually. Well, you know what? I'm out of this mind control. I don't exist in it. I know this isn't real. Am I still physically bound to it? Unfortunately, that's the case. I'm physically bound to it. I don't keep any money in a bank. I I don't use credit cards anymore. I don't keep any money in a bank. A banker would not get a penny that I earned, fiat currency or otherwise, or any means of exchange I'm not giving anybody any control over anything that I happen to make as any form of means of exchange. You're not keeping it. You're not lending it. You're not using it for usury. Usury is an immoral practice. Lending money, predatory lending of money, so you can make tons more money on the interest you get back. And since there's never enough money in circulation because as soon as you're printing money, you're attaching debt to it. You're charging interest for the printing of it. They're printing it and all this debt is attached to the, to the printing of the money. Where are you ever going to get enough value in circulation to pay back that debt? If this is simple mathematics, if, if you're saying the first money I'm going to print, I'm going to print five million dollars or let's say one million dollars and I'm going to attach Let's just say 1% of debt to that money. Okay. So that would be 1% of a million dollars, which would be what? Uh, take, knock two zeros off. That would be, um, 1 million. It would be a 1 with four zeros. So that would be $10,000. Where is that $10,000 coming from? If you're saying, here's the money I'm printing. You, you owe me now when you pay pay this back to me since i'm i'm being chartered to print and issue the money and i'm saying i'm doing this at interest that's what a central bank does okay i print a million and i attach $10,000 of debt to that million Wh- where's that $10,000 come from it doesn't exist so all the people eventually that are required to pay back that money where are they going to pay back They can't. So what happens? They go to the same institution and try to borrow that because they need to pay it back. Well, what happens when they borrow it? The cycle is repeated. The cycle is repeated. And more debt is attached to the money, the new money that gets created. This is called fractional reserve banking. But you know what? That's a euphemism. What this is, is usury, plain and simple. And... This system is basically the brainchild. This has gone on throughout history, long before the Rothschild dynasty existed. But in the modern incarnation, this is the brainchild of Meyer Amschel Rothschild. Now, he had lots of agents working for him, and he sent his sons into different cities to perpetuate this... This way of doing business eventually created central banks in all nations, and they essentially control the issuance of currency and the regulation of the um, amount of money in circulation and the interest rates attached to that money in just about every country in the world. Another historical figure, Thomas Jefferson, tried to warn us about this danger of fractional reserve banking usury. He said, and this is one of the founding influences of this country, who we aren't listening to at all, most of us, and just, you know, aren't paying attention to someone who is much wiser than 99% of people in the United States. And hey, I'm not a worshiper of the founding fathers, believe me. I think that a lot of what they said was in keeping with natural law, and they did not go far enough because it's very evident. Look at them. They kept slaves. They thought that certain races of people were below them and that they had the right to keep slaves. Imagine this. You, you embodied and, and, and put principles of natural law forward in your writings, and then you thought that they, those laws didn't extend to every human being on the earth. It, imagine what kind of hubris that took. These people were in deep ego an attachment to belief systems which were fantasy. But they did have some wisdom and they did try to explain to people, if you let certain things happen, you're going to end up as slaves. They didn't, they weren't, I don't believe they were fully enlightened. They were partially enlightened. They had a long way to go, though, to get to full enlightenment. Thomas Jefferson said, banking institutions are more dangerous to our liberties than standing armies. Now, I'll just read that one sentence again. Banking institutions are more dangerous to our liberties than standing armies. If the American people ever allow private banks to control the issue of their currency, the banks and corporations that will grow up around the banks will deprive the people of all property until their children wake up homeless on the continent their fathers occupied. And I believe this quote is sanitized because I believe he originally said on the continent their fathers conquered. And it was a conquering. Because there were people living here before European white men came over here and just decided this was their land. But again, this is this is steps that most people are tent pitchers about. They won't they won't talk about that, you know. There was very immoral things done by even the founders of this country. You know, they wrote high minded principles though, in most of their writings. I think there were some who were much better than others, like Thomas Paine. I think Paine was largely true to his principles. Although he wasn't perfect. And no one is. But they had some words that we should pay heed to, and this is one of the famous quotes that I think people should really pay attention to. He was trying to warn them about the influence of central banks. If you give over the ability to play God to people, they will abuse it. Because power corrupts, tends to corrupt, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And this is a a fundamental truth. Most people are not enlightened enough in their current mind-controlled condition to be able to effectively hold any type of position of high responsibility without giving way to corruption. That's the sad fact of the human condition. Not human nature. Nature and conditions are two different things. The current human condition propagated through mind control, through the information that we take into ourselves and believe that other people tell us without going down to fundamental dynamic principles that are inherent in nature or in other words, knowing the truth that we only have certain unalienable rights and there are things we do not have the right to do we have tons and tons of unalienable rights but we don't have a right To basically play God. We don't have a right. To control others who have harmed no one. We don't have a right. To defraud people through usury. Defraud. People. Of their life. Property. And ultimately happiness. Through usury. And that's what's been done. And yeah. They deserve part of the responsibility. And part of the blame. But. Other people have essentially let them do it, do their ignorance. Let's look at how this system... Uh, let's check out a couple other quotes, okay? Look, look at the, fr- the, the head, the former head of the Federal Reserve System. The Fed is the central bank of the United States that was warned against. We went through... This is the third incarnation of the Central Bank of the United States. They changed the name because the first Bank of the United States, people caught onto this scam. They dissolved it, and then they, the international bankers kept pressing and eventually instituted the Second Bank of the United States, which was eventually uh, exposed Andrew Jackson, very involved in that process, and eventually, through the Congress, they abolished it. However, they met in secret in 1910, Jekyll Island off the coast of Georgia, international financiers, Rothschild, Rothschild's Rothschild agents, Warburg, um, Rockefellers, high-level financial elites in secret, came up with a, a scam to have this put through through Senator Aldrich into the Congress, While the Congress was on vacation, Christmas vacation, that's when this vote came up to pass the Federal Reserve Bill. They met in secret on Jekyll Island and uh, plotted there, plotted and planned there to how they were going to institute a new central bank. Even they knew the people didn't want it. It was unacceptable to them that government would be printing interest-free money and regulating the issuance of its own currency. Because they want to come out on top and manage the conflicts that they create. They are, they are fomenters of war. They are manipulators of warfare. They back both sides in wars. These international financiers, these usurers, and that's what they are. And don't take a soft core position on this. Usury is immoral. It's immoral. It is wrong fundamentally to be a usurer. And if you don't think so, I'd claim you're immoral. If you think usury is okay, I think you're an immoral person. I don't care who you are. I think there it's a fundamental principle that usury is immoral. If you're a, a, a predatory lender of money... If you want to lend somebody something and you say, you pay me that back. But if you want to lend somebody and say, you're going to pay me back plus more than what it's actually worth or what the value we've agreed upon that it's worth is, that's usury and that's immoral. And people just accept this like it's fine. Like it's, this is common knowledge and it's fine. No problem. Yeah. You can lend money at at ridiculous interest rates. Well, if you even think that's okay. You're immoral. You're an immoral person. Because you don't know enough about natural law to understand that's wrong. And it's unacceptable. And it's unacceptable that people even continue to think that it's okay. Because it's not okay. It's called wrong. And we need to know the difference between right and wrong. That's why we're in the mess we're in with our liberties being destroyed. Because most people don't know the difference between right and wrong anymore, sadly, and they don't care. And they accept it tacitly. They just accept tacitly that wrongdoing and corruption and usury are taking place in their midst. And they just turn their back, they turn their eye, look the other way, and accept Jekyll Island, 1910, the financiers of the world get together in secret. They plot the Fed, the Federal Reserve System. They named it that because they're liars. It had nothing to do with a federal institution, even though it, it, they would have gotten it chartered through Congress. Okay, It was a privately held conglomerate of banking institutions, and that's what the Federal Reserve still is, privately owned owned by families. Now, you can research who owns the Fed. I'll post a document about the families who own the Federal Reserve. And you can uh, you can go into this extensively to look at uh, who some of these people are. Um, and it includes families like the Rothschilds, the Harrimans, um, the Morgans, the Stanleys. Uh, it's, a, it's a host of people. Schiff's, Rockefeller's, I have a whole list. Rothschild, Schroeder, Shipley, Grenfell, Brown, Harriman, Norman, Drexel, Lazard, Morgan, Stanley, Schroeder, Ryan, Schiff, Warburg, Lehman, Baker, Kuhn, Loeb, Pine, Edison, Shearman, Sterling, Juilliard, Stillman, Rockefeller. A a congressional... Investigation was done in in the 70s to try to find out who owns these banking institutions that essentially control this country ruthlessly because they're psychopaths and they're predators. We talked about what a psychopath is, we talked about what a true predator of other people are and why they act that way. They act that way because they have destroyed neocortexes, they have destroyed brains. They have given themselves over to the force of fear so wholly, so completely that they think that they can't live in social harmony with people without exploiting them and without uh, preying on them. So they are predators of their own kind. And there's no lower form of life than that. They're social cannibals. And that's the lowest form of life that there is. When they finally got this passed in an off-session of Congress during Christmas vacation 19... I believe it was 12 when they put the act through and it went into effect in 13. The Fed came into being. It took over the issuance of the currency of this country as the third central bank. But they didn't call it the central bank. They called it the Federal Reserve, implying that it was truly a government institution and implying that it would secure the safety of the money through maintaining reserves. This is all rhetoric. It's neither a federal institution. It is privately owned. And I'll post a document about some of the owners uh, as recent of an investigation that has been done. And it, it has no reserves. It is all based on fiat currency. It is all based on numbers on a computer screen. It is all based on faith. It is all based on belief. And this is what you'll never hear on the mainstream media. You'll never hear people talk about this because the Federal Reserve are their puppet masters. And they are little slaves dancing on their strings that their owners pull. And that's all people on corporate media. Everyone, bar none. Bar none. And there are so few that have any gumption whatsoever to even bring up the Federal Reserve as an issue at all. There are a couple who have a minimal amount of courage to even talk about the Fed as a predatory institution. And I think Ron Paul is one of them. I give him credit for that. I think he needs to go a lot farther to get to the real truth of what's going on in the world, but you know, he wants to play that political game. He wants to sanitize things. Well, good luck with that. Enjoy that. Let me know when you're done with that. That's that's what I'll say to that. Not saying I don't think that the man is a good man. I think he does try to live by his principles. So, however, when it comes to speaking the truth into the world, you're not really going far enough if you're trying to sanitize your speech for political motivations. And that I'll leave that at that. So, the Fed has basically ruled this country and put people into indentured servitude through booms and busts in the monetary supply, which they call the business cycle. It's no such thing, it is deliberate expansions and contractions of the monetary supply when you have a big expansion that's called inflation because you're devaluing the currency through printing excessive amounts of it then you have a contraction uh, that, that the the it, the printing of the money creates a boom because credit is easy to, to acquire and then you get a big bust when they contract the money supply and that's called a recession or a depression and again these I'm explaining this in the most rudimentary terms I'm not a financial analyst or expert and I would never want to be. I understand the very rudimentary element about how the, the most rudimentary elements about how this fraud works and that's all you really need to understand. If you want to understand how this works, I would suggest watching the movie Fiat Empire which was made by James Yeager, who I'll be having on the show next week. I would suggest watching the documentary Money Masters, The Money Masters, which is an excellent expose uh, of the financial fraud that we have in this country. I would suggest watching uh, the, the movie Money as Debt. Money as Debt, because ultimately that's what this is, a system of perpetual debt that can never be repaid. And therefore, physical assets will flow to the creditors. Leaving people basically bankrupt and homeless on their their own land, which is what Thomas Jefferson was trying to warn us about so uh another one another great movie about this uh and i thank barb for uh coming down and pointing that out to my attention uh is zeitgeist addendum zeitgeist addendum goes a long way in explaining to people how the the monetary system and the fractional reserve banking system work and um uh there's another new one uh thanks barb again uh, i i w- won't remember that thanks uh uh, a new one. I, I believe this was made by. Um, oh, I'm trying to think of the guy's name. He does the. He uh, he 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 does on a radio show on. I think Oracle Broadcasting. Um, his name escapes me right now, but uh, he has a site called Road Road Government, and he made a, a documentary called Power of the Purse. And it's a long one. It's four hours and 50 minutes. It's almost five hours long. And he does an extensive job of thoroughly researching how this financial fraud is perpetuated and where it came from in the ancient world right up to the modern day. Um I'll, I'll try to think of his name. If anybody can uh refresh my memory, call in and let me know. But um the Fed today operates as a independent institution it is chartered by the government through the federal reserve act and it operates over twelve regional zones this is just a fraud essentially to get people to think that there are many different institutions working in conjunction with each other it all operates under one banner it is largely owned by overseas entities over seventy percent of the owners of the federal reserve are offshore and do not live in the United States over 70% and that number could be higher than that Um, so um, the first thing to understand is it's not even a government institution it is privately held and over 70% of the owners of these financial institutions that comprise the Fed are foreign they are not even living or from the United States they are not United States citizens, they don't live here. They live offshore, and they run this financial racket from offshore. And that is true. The second thing is it continuously perpetuates um, the idea that this fiat currency is somehow backed by something that is actual val- of actual value, some kind of physical thing. And it is not. Our money system is backed by nothing. It is not backed by silver, not backed by gold, even if you think those things are money. hey, It's not backed by anything. It's not backed by food. It's not backed by water. It's backed by zero. It is backed by faith alone. And this is a construct of the mind. This is getting people to believe in something that doesn't exist, that doesn't actually have any intrinsic value. And again, you can think even gold has intrinsic value. Good luck when you're starving and you want to try to eat your gold. Enjoy. You know, melt it down, it'll be more palatable. Okay, so here's a quote about, in the modern world, how out of control and how godlike the Fed thinks they are. And I'm going to read this quote and I'm, ju- I'm just going to state openly the person who made this quote is a dark occultist, period. I know this personally, okay? He's a dark occultist. Believe what you want, but that's the truth. His name is Alan Greenspan. And here's a quote. He was on PBS NewsHour with Jim Lahr years ago when he was the chairman of the Federal Reserve Board. Lahr asked him in this interview, what is the proper relationship between the chairman of the Fed and the president of the United States? And Alan Greenspan replied, first of all, the Federal Reserve is an independent agency. That means, basically, there is no other agency of government which can overrule actions that we take. So long as that is in place and there is no evidence that the administration or the Congress or anybody else is requesting that we do things differently than what we think is the appropriate thing, then what the relationships are don't, frankly, matter. Greenspan, in essence, was admitting that the Federal Reserve is higher in... The hierarchy of control than any agency of the government, and that in essence it owns the government. And he's correct. He is correct. The Federal Reserve and their owners own the government of the United States. And the people in the positions of power who will say nothing about the immoral practices of this predatory agency are. Lackeys. They are little lapdogs. They are cowardly puppets on strings of these occultists. Okay. And I'll call these people out. And indeed, I have called these people out in front of their own building in Philadelphia as part of the end of the fed rally because all of the unread morons out there. Okay. All of the un, the unread practically illiterate people who have read a book worth reading in their miserable lives. Let I mean, they can barely read to begin with, let alone reading books that they really need to be reading to understand what's going on in the world. Okay? They want to think that this institution is necessary and must exist for us to have social harmony. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. And... People who want to go and support them, go and be security guards for them, cops who want to defend what they do, because they don't care about anything. They're just as dumb as your average person that thinks the Fed is a federal institution, that thinks that they actually back currency by something, and that they're not predatory usurers. Okay? They're just unread people that don't know the first thing about what's really going on in the world. They couldn't tell you the first thing about the Fed, how it was made, what it does. They know nothing about fractional reserve banking, let alone getting to the knowledge, to the, the very philosophy that there is no such thing as money. It's only a claim made by people. And you have to be stupid enough to believe in that claim. There are only people and resources in the world And people need to come to a level of consciousness to make a willful decision through their own will, their own care, and their own intelligence to know that it is their responsibility to be their brother's caretaker. By by will, by choice and consent, universally, there is only a brotherhood of man and we are all each other's caretakers. As one suffers, all suffer, the end. And until you're at that level of consciousness, you're in darkness. You're in darkness. Now, that doesn't mean one small group of people providing everything for everybody. That means everybody doing what is necessary to provide what is needed for themselves. Because they recognize this is basic, fundamental human rights in natural law, Yet, you're going to provide and work with the earth, with nature, to get your daily keep, your daily bread. And that's what's embodied in that prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. It doesn't say, allow us to get so much today that we can hoard for a year. I'm not knocking the practice of putting things away in the event of emergencies. But... Ultimately, these people want more than they can ever spend in their entire lives because they're rooted in the neo uh, in the R complex the reptile complex of the human brain. They're not engaged in higher order conceptual thinking that takes place in the in the uh, neocortex and. Uh, I've just recalled the name of the gentleman who put out the movie um um who put put out the movie um Power of the Purse. It was Josh Reeves. Josh Reeves. Uh, I highly recommend that one. Uh it, it is really, really well done. Uh Money Masters, Power of the Purse, Fiat Empire, Zeitgeist Addendum, Money as Debt. Uh, Power of the Purse, phenomenal, phenomenal works. Everybody should check these out. I'll I'll try to find them on Google Video or YouTube and post them to the podcast section. Please check them out. I'll also post um, uh, a a PDF document about the owners of the Federal Reserve System. I was going to read some stuff about uh, how the Fed came into being at Jekyll Island, Uh, but I'll tell you what, I will probably simply just post that document as well and let people read it instead of reading it over the air. Um, What I want to ultimately get back to is if we continue to allow these predatory users to assert their influence and claim the powers of God, that they can basically set the value of everything, they can lend in a predatory sense so that all assets eventually flow to them through defaults, okay? And we're going to continue to let them do that, and we're going to dump all of this debt down through the ages to our future generations. What we are, in effect, going to create is a world of total slavery. If we continue to believe in money as a physically existing intrinsic concept that exists in nature, which it is not, we are ultimately going to be slaves on this planet. This is the hardest swallow for anyone to ever take in. Money is the religion of the people of the earth. You think that your religion is Christianity, and I'll say nonsense. You think that your religion is Islam, and I'll tell you nonsense to your face. You think that your religion is Judaism, and I'll tell you, nonsense. And that's true for 99.9 people on this planet. 99.9% of people on this planet, you have no religion other than money. You have no religion other than money. That's your religion, and that's your God. And get as offended about it as you want. There's, there's a catchphrase right there for you for this show. Enjoy being offended. I'm not going to stop explaining that until it changes by a willful act of people changing it. Because they stop believing in nonsense, BS that doesn't exist. Okay, You can think I'm as crazy as you want. You can stay in your calcified tumor of an ego all you want. But guess what? You are the slave. You are the slave for believing in that nonsense that an occultist made for you to believe in. And we're gonna talk about religion, the, the actual religions of the world as also being forms of mind control. So get ready to be offended a lot more in future weeks. Because if you think that those religions are telling you anything accurate or close to the truth, you're more fooled than I thought you were by the monetary system because dark occultists made those religions for you to accept and believe in they made your religions folks I worked with the people who made your religions and their their ancestors made your religions okay it's all nonsense everything you think is real everything you think you believe in that's real it's all an illusion. It's all an illusion and coming to enlightenment a state of true light is knowing that all of those things are illusionary they don't exist in nature they don't exist in natural law what exists in natural law is beings on a personal evolutionary journey of growth and learning and development and the support systems that are in place to encourage that growth learning and development which is the resources of the earth which are organic, which are inherent, which are made by the earth herself. And we're destroying that body of support called the earth. And we're destroying each other in our ridiculous beliefs in money. So I tried to go a little bit of a way toward explaining how the the fiat currency and fractional reserve banking system works. I apologize again for our original guest not being on tonight, but this gives me a chance to really hammer home some of these ideas in people's minds and get them to understand you're fooled, you're duped, you're duped. It's all fake, folks. It's not about getting back to gold either. Okay, This is, a, this is another cul-de-sac. It's another trying to get you really out of enlightenment, not really reaching enlightenment. You'll reach enlightenment when you understand the entire concept of money is a fraud. It never has existed in nature. It never will exist in nature. The thing that creates the power of that fraud is your belief in it. You want to disempower it? Stop believing in it. Start understanding there's only people and resources in the world to be distributed among those people in a moral way. And not through force. See, you can't say, well, social, that's because that's called socialism when you want to do that by force. This has to be done through consciousness, through understanding that you need to do this, not because anybody is forcing you to do it, because it's the right thing to do. To be our brother and sister's caretakers. As one suffers, all suffer. The end. The end. If you, you want to take away one phrase from this show, you could turn the show off and never listen to it again, for all I care. As one being suffers, all suffer. The end. The end. If you understand that principle, you get it. You get it fully. and Because that's the golden rule. And that's when you'll have real gold. Alchemical gold. Enlightenment. I'm going to wrap it up tonight folks I know I went off onto a lot of different tangents tonight that's what I do we had one caller I apologize for not seeing you on the uh, um, switchboard until it was too late and he hung up hopefully we'll have some callers for James Yeager next week right here on What on Earth is Happening James Yeager documentary filmmaker maker of Fiat Empire will be on the show next week definitively he will be here That's all for tonight, folks. Hope you enjoyed it. Listen in next week at 7 p.m. Eastern time. You've been listening to What on Earth is Happening. I'll see you here, right here, same time next week. Good night, folks.